Zora had been with Cher for 10 years and shared a house and a dog with her. Then Zora started gaming with people online. Cher acted jealous and worried that she was cheating, despite Zora's reassurances that she wasn't. After months of fighting about Zora's non-existent infidelity, Zora came home one evening from work to find that her key wouldn't open the front door. She said, I thought there was something wrong with the lock. I knew that Cher was inside, so I pounded on the door. She texted me that she changed the locks and refused to speak to me. I started calling friends and learned that she had told our social circle that I was cheating on her. She had been gone to my family and they were questioning my side of the story. Devastated and ashamed, Zora isolated herself, only talking with friends at work and her therapist. It was like I was in the Twilight Zone episode where your life as you know it falls out from underneath your feet. In the end, Cher was the one who left me for someone else. But most people still believed I had caused the breakup. I realized she had been cheating on me all along, and the whole thing was an elaborate smear campaign so she wouldn't look like the bad guy for leaving me. I don't know if you've experienced the, sh the smear campaign, or you might be thinking this is going to happen, since a lot of times it comes at the end of a relationship or the way to be able to get out of a relationship. But a lot of times narcissists use smear campaigns to be able to devalue the other person and to be able to manipulate the situation to be able to get out of the relationship. I want to talk to you today about smear campaigns. And if you don't know who I am, my name is Ben Taylor. I run Raw Motivations, and I'm on this platform as a self-aware narcissist to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change on a day-to-day -day basis. We do this every single day by dropping nuggets of truth on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, to try to help people understand more about narcissism, what it is, how it impacts. Because a lot of times what you read in the DSM-5, what psychologists and therapists see, is completely different than what they've been taught. Because narcissism takes a very insidious view in the world on a day-to-day -day basis and how it deals with uh, romantic relationships, of how it interacts in family dynamics, of how it interacts in the workplace. And as a result, it's something that we see more and more in this culture, in this society, that's probably going to continue to grow. So the best you can do right now is to grow your awareness of it, to take back your power, to heal, to grow, to change on a day-to-day -day basis. We're offering a unique opportunity coming up July 10th through August 10th to join me and several other people to go through a 30-day challenge with Wake Up Warrior. It's so the group that I came through about two and a half years ago when I did the Wake Up Warrior Challenge that we're excited to be able to now start offering it where I'm going to go through that challenge with you and have weekly Zoom calls, interact with you to be able to say, hey, this is what changed my life. I want to help you take back your power too. If that's something you're interested in looking, just learning a little bit more about, go to my website, rawmotivations.com slash warrior. And check it out. There's a couple videos there. You go to the next page to be able to get a discount code and be able to see what is all involved in the challenge. It will absolutely transform and change your life. And if you want that. But it's going to take a lot of work. For a lot of people that are already doing the work, we have several people that are inside the NARC app. Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. If you haven't had a chance to download it, it's on Apple Store or Google, Google Play. would love to interact with you there. 
there's different opportunities for secured lives, for advice from other people, for other survivors to track your no contact, to record your truth, to join the group coaching calls, multiple different things that are happening in there. So we'd love to have you interact with that as well. If you want to talk to me sometime one-on-one to help either walk through a trauma bond, help answer questions, or help figure out if you're the narcissist, then please reach out to me. You can do it at rawmotivations.com, click on the one-on-ones, and would definitely love to be able to sit down and talk to you and be able to help give some clarity. Today, I want to talk to you about the smear campaign. And the smear campaign is one of the most hardest things for people as they get out of the relationship because they feel so powerless. Because in reality, what's happening is the other person is completely manipulating everyone's perception of you. Everyone's perception of the entire relationship. Everyone's perception of what's happening. What I read earlier was an example from the book that we've been going through recently called The Narcissist in Your Life by Julie Hall. And here it talks about smear campaigns. It says, a smear campaign is an organized, intentional form of character assassination designed to discredit someone within his or her family, social circle, community, profession, and even public at large. Smear campaigns happen in many settings, such as politics or places of business. And they often are irresistible to narcissists, as in several different ways listed below. A lot of times a narcissist will do a smear campaign for the purpose to justify their actions. Maybe they're already cheating with someone else, so they want to smear you so it looks like, hey, you're the person that is cheating. They want to justify what they're doing. Remember, narcissists don't want to take that accountability or responsibility, so they're going to put it off on someone else. says to be able to control the narrative. This one hits home for a lot of narcissistic folks because a narcissist would rather control the narrative than they would be left at the whim of someone else's explanation, even if that explanation is the truth. That's one reason why like, I don't like the idea of someone else telling the story or someone else having something over me or like the idea of blackmail. Like, I would rather just come out and be like, all right, here it is because I would rather control the narrative. I would rather control what's going on. So as a narcissist, you have to think through, they want to be able to control their narrative so they can control the mass. They can control what people see. Number three, mount a preemptive strike. This happens a lot of times even in the relationship, and a lot of people don't realize it, is half the time with projection and mirroring and all this type of stuff, the narcissist is is preemptively striking back at you so that you don't have time to be able to come up to them with things that are the problem. You've seen this happen countless times in the relationship where you say, hey, like this is something that's not good in our relationship. Well, they're like, well, this is something not good in the relationship. They're always putting it back. And so you spend so much time defending yourself you're never able to work through the problems that you started bringing up in the first place. So many times I ask people, I'm like, but did your original question get answered? Did your original problem get resolved? Did you go back to that actual situation of what happened? They're like, no, like I never got that far. Narcissist does it on purpose. Another one says, influence others to take their side. Narcissists love building gangs. They love building areas of flying monkeys, of people that are going to come alongside and support their narrative. Whether that's enabling, whether that's flying monkeys, whatever it might be, but support their narrative so they can get their image to stand. A narcissist will bring other people alongside to be able to support the image, to be able to support what they're trying to do, to be able to support how they're going to attack another person, to be able to keep that image in control over another person. Sometimes the smear campaign happens so the narcissist can play the victim. It's not my fault, it's theirs. 
They left me. They gave up on me. All these type of things narcissists will set up either to position themselves in better success to be able to handle getting a new supply or to make themselves not feel as bad because they're the victim in the situation. A lot of times narcissists do it to get the upper hand, to be able to have control over another person, to be able to have that blackmail aspect over another person of like, hey, I'm going to control you. Oftentimes they do it to derive sadistic enjoyment. And they get off on the idea of I'm controlling the narrative and I'm smearing this other person. Sometimes they'll do it to sabotage a competitor. They might do it to punish other people. Or they might do it to look superior. See, narcissists may smear another person because that person knows things that they don't want known. Oftentimes a narcissist will try to be able to hide things. And so they'll say, hey, I'm going to smear this person so that they don't come out and say what they're going to say about how I'm abusive, about this, about this, about this. They try to be able to hide it. Other times they'll do it to be able to shift the blame of let me put the blame on someone else so I don't have to feel that way. Or sometimes it could be just taking revenge. The book says they may also conduct smear campaigns for lesser reasons, such as jealousy, resentment, or small slights. Whatever the reasons, narcissists lack a moral compass can be quite calculating, ruthless, and discrediting, and socially isolating a target. Oftentimes they'll use different ways. They'll use innuendo, gossip, distortions, omissions, and outright lies to cast doubt where it does not belong. See, narcissists will fabricate either giant stories or they'll put small little things. A lot of times this is why it's hard to be able to see either smear campaigns or hard to be able to see what's actually happening from the outside because it isn't always really blatant. Normally you hear about smear campaigns of like, oh, they're smearing all of social media. And that's one way that it happens. But oftentimes a smear campaign is through small texts, through small innuendos, through small omissions that they leave out so the other person only sees a certain side of another person's story. The smear campaign can be very calculated and very laid out to be able to get and produce a result that the narcissist wants in order to be able to keep and maintain control over another person. A narcissist may smear an ex to their children, a scapegoated child to relatives and friends, or a colleague to other colleagues. The smear campaign usually happens behind the target's back and often with the, ins- with the assistance of the target's enablers or flying monkeys. Has this happened to you? Have you been through a smear campaign or maybe you're actively going through one right now or you're getting ready to break up and leave the narcissist and you're like, wait a second, what's going to happen with this smear campaign? It can be scary. It can be debilitating. It can be very hard to be able to go through. But at the end of the day, you have to remember it is a fabrication. And I know a lot of you already know that. I'm like, I know these are lies. It is a fabrication and the people that are going to believe it and the people that are going to coincide and go along with the narcissist are typically going to be either the enablers or the flying monkeys. And so you have to rely, build a support group and get around people that know who you are. A lot of times the only way to weather a smear campaign is to rely and focus on the people that know who you are and trust them and be able to go to them for counsel, for comfort, Sometimes that means getting new friends. Sometimes that means building new relationships. But at the end of the day, what needs to stand through the smear campaign is your character and integrity. And oftentimes you have to do that with honesty and vulnerability around the closest people around you, the people that you trust, the people are there for you. Normally they'll know and understand that what is being put out there, what is being communicated is not true. But you have to stay true to you, no matter how crazy it gets. Thank you.
Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule one-on-one so I can talk to you and try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, Whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. Would love to talk to you more. We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.